Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Never better. How are you today? I'm doing awesome over here in Irvine. Where are you today? Uh, we're outside of Paso Robles today. Oh, wow. What are you doing out there? Just heading back from a, a big show, a big, uh, big, big show in Paso Robles last night. Oh, cool. How did it go? Well, there wasn't anyone there. <laughs> well, it's a, I guess, Wednesday night, not the most popular night, but... No, that's all I seem to get in that town. We did a, did a whole series of Monday night shows there for a while at a pizza parlor. But uh, <clears throat> they went out of business. Uh, where did you perform? Well, where? Yeah, last night. Oh, uh, last night was a place called Ricky's. Oh, cool. But uh, it, it's kind of a new place. I think it used to be called some uh, used to be called Richards. Uh, uh, but it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, the, the pizza was bad. People were complaining to me about uh, the food. Uh. That's never good. You can't I'm do just, anything about the food. I'm just telling the jokes. I'm not cooking the spaghetti. <laughs> were they at least, were they good to you, the staff and stuff? Well, you know, as good as they could be, you know, and there's only two people there, and uh, <laughs> we've got the health department on their case, and, uh, you know, there was a car accident right in front of the building, and it was just, just horrible, but, you know, I've certainly had worse. Definitely. I was going to ask you about that. Um, I know you've had a lot of tough, tough shows, like, what would you, I guess we could start out with an official question. What would you say was one of the worst, <laughs> one of the worst places you ever played? Well, they all are, really, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just one uh, one nightmare after another. We've had some places that were nice places, but uh, bad shows. For instance, I did a show at uh, Yosemite National Park. Mm. Uh, you know, outdoors. It was an outdoor show mm -hmm. uh, for some of the campers that, uh, you know, had paid to uh, have me perform there. Now, it's a beautiful setting. You've got squirrels and uh, uh, what are the uh, what are the cute rodents? Uh, the rabbits <laughs> and uh, bobcats and uh, every kind of tree and flower and uh, the birds, you know, blue jays and herons and cardinals and all that stuff. But you also have, uh, you know, a lot of people that are there to uh, enjoy the peacefulness of the setting and don't necessarily want to hear these filthy jokes that I was hired to do. And unfortunately, the, uh, the acoustics of this uh, uh, national park, you know, you've got the big, uh, big stone mountains and things, and so the, uh, the amplified jokes are bouncing off of things and, uh, you know, echoing and, and the, the jokes are traveling all over the place and before you know it, we've got a very very angry man uh standing there telling me i had to stop at once you know and uh threatening uh physical harm and that sort of thing so that's a sort of show that uh, you know you think it's going to be good and it, it, it quickly turns out not to be uh, have you ever thought about uh hiring some sort of security guard or anything we hired a, a bunch of teams uh several teams of uh, Iraqi dissidents when that country fell apart there. A lot of these people uh, came into America and, uh, you know, and they carry, uh, well, you know, uh, AK-47s and some of them have uh, access to nuclear weapons and that sort of thing. But they're looking for work, you know. Now, these guys, uh, we hire them to, uh, to work the crowds at my shows now in case there's any problem, you know. They, they, can, they can take people right out. 
Well, I hope that I hope so. I mean, you've been in this business for it seems like like forever, but you keep running into these like these people like just get so angry with circumstances that you can't help. I mean, how like why did you first get into comedy? Did you think this was how it was, you know, all going to turn out? No, I thought by now, you know, I I, I would, uh, you know, own, own something. Uh, other than a couple of tuxedos and and a, and a, uh, I own a it's kind of a nice little metal uh, mini filing cabinet that I keep all the bills that I have to pay in you know <laughs> so I do own that but no you know it, it's 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 very disheartening to see uh, the response from some of these people if they're not satisfied with the show they cause so much trouble and yet uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, Fool's Gold with uh, Kate Hudson. And uh, Matthew McConaughey, but uh, you know, I, I went to see that one day at the at the one dollar theater in Albuquerque, and uh, you know that was one of the most horrible things I've ever seen. You know, as far as a movie, I mean, it's just uh, appalling. And uh, you had uh, probably about a hundred people there who paid their dollar each, and everyone just sits there stuffing their face with uh, pretzels, and uh, you know nobody does a thing, even though the movie is clearly. Uh, of poor quality, and if you've seen the reviews, you know that I'm telling the truth. <laughs> the problem there is I go and do a show and do one joke that, uh, you know, it might be one of my uh, B-list uh, or C-list jokes, and you get people that, uh, you know, start calling for my immediate execution. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why uh, the criticism is so much more harsh mm -hmm. at a live comedy show than... Uh, one of these awful movies or one of these stupid bands, you know the stupid bands, I'm sure they play them on the radio there all the time, these stupid, stupid bands, you know, and people will sit there and take that music uh, for hours without a complaint. It's something about, I think maybe it's because like you're there and they feel like, oh, I have the right to say whatever I want and just take it. Too far, too far. But speaking, I of, agree. Speaking it's of, dark. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's anonymous. It's, it's anonymous for them to to say their hate phrases. And I've always, I always feel for you whenever I see those. Whenever I go to your shows, I'm always, I just like why people just enjoy enjoy the live the live act, the performance art. Well, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Somebody, at least somebody feels this way. There, there are a few of us holding strong that that enjoy your shows. But um, speaking of music, uh, do you have any any kind of music that's out right now that you think is really really awesome? Um, SX SW just happened, so there's you know a whole new slew of bands out there. Oh, I hate those out. bands. <laughs> that is the worst festival, the South by Southwest. They don't pay anybody. And all the horrible music that plays, and everyone is being uh, ripped off, and uh, everyone's listening to rotten music, and uh, hotel rooms cost a thousand dollars a night, mm. and it's just an absolute disaster. You know that is really, really an unpleasant uh, event. I hope you weren't there. I I wasn't. I don't have the money to pay for the for the exhibitors' fee or any of those fees at the economy has already hurt my already tiny, tiny budget. How are, uh, you, how are you doing in this economy? Well, I'll tell you, I'd be doing a lot worse if I'd gone and played at South by Southwest, you know, <laughs> where everybody who, who plays, uh, uh, you know, loses, hemorrhages money. 
I mean, that is a scam. But uh, no, I'm not doing well, you know, and it's not so much the economy. The economy, it doesn't really matter uh, because 95% of my pay is garnished by attorneys and creditors and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, basically I'm not seeing much money at all anyway. So whether the uh, money I am seeing is, is worth nothing or not, it, it hardly matters, you know? Yeah. Actually, this brings me, one of our other DJs is another one of your big fans. His name's Jack Bartlett. And he actually sent me a list of questions that he wanted me to ask you. So, But one of them has to do with this. Um, have you talked to your old manager, Art Huckman, Anytime lately? I mean, he's is he still getting part of your wages? No, he. You know, I we settled uh, our our financial differences long ago. I know I do see Art sometimes when I'm doing shows in uh, in Las Vegas uh, because he runs uh, a business there uh, that purchases uh, uh, celebrity estates mm -hmm. and not not the, the the good stuff. For instance, say. Uh, uh, Phyllis Diller passes away. Now let's hope that never happens because, uh, as you know, she's one of the one of the greats, one of the funny ones. You know. God bless. But yeah. let's say Phyllis Diller were to pass away, and, and again, I don't think it will happen. But let's just say it did happen. <laughs> uh, I, I I hesitate to even continue with this story because <laughs> I'm getting so upset thinking about it. But let's just say, uh, for the sake of argument, that Phyllis Diller passed away. Now. Her family would take her, uh, you know, her uh, pearl necklaces and her Academy Awards and her, uh, her, uh, you know, uh, cash and her jewelry and uh, her antique furniture and that sort of thing. And the family themselves would take this stuff and, you know, they would divide it amongst themselves uh, and uh, <clears throat> perhaps sell some of it, you know. Mm -hmm. So what's left? Well, you've got... Uh, you know, the food that was in Phyllis Diller's refrigerator at the time she died. You've got a, a half a can of lima beans with a saran wrap over it. Uh, you've got, you know, some of her old uh, uh, jogging suits, uh, you know, that nobody took when they cleared out the house. Yeah. You've got, uh, you know, her, her, her bathroom uh, trash can that she got at Walgreens. Not, you know, not a nice item, a $1.99 trash can. You've got... Uh, couple of half-used bars of soap, some uh, dishwashing detergent that, uh, Joy dishwashing detergent that's only a third uh, of the bottle is used, that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's not going to end up at the celebrity sale, and the, uh, you know, the family doesn't want that. So that's what Art comes in. Art Huckman, my former manager, he has a business. He comes in and buys all that stuff from uh, these uh, deceased celebrity estates. And then he sells that as souvenirs to fans mm. uh, that couldn't buy, say, uh, the gown that Phyllis Diller uh, wore on the episode of Laugh-In from uh, June 1st, 1969. You can't afford that, but you could buy uh, the bar of soap from her bathroom that she probably la last uh, washed her hands with before <laughs> she had a heart attack. So Art sells that stuff off, and, you know... It's not big money stuff, but say you were to buy Phyllis Diller's last bar of soap uh, for six dollars. Now, if you're a fan, that's that's a, it's quite a deal, that is you know. A deal. And the thing is, if you don't sell it that way, it just ends up in the trash anyway. So mm -hmm. Art has really found a way to uh, turn garbage into gold, and he's worked with a lot of a lot of great uh, deceased celebrities over the years, and mm -hmm. uh, really really made a, a 
better money doing that than he did managing my uh, my career. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys are on on good terms again. That's always good to hear. How are you doing um, with like? Have you talked to your your wife recently? Your ex wife, might I say? Well, you know, that's something that uh, is just uh, not in the cards. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, every time we have a conversation, it ends up with another lawsuit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. She's always complaining about some of the jokes I've told and. Uh, you know, I mean, this woman has taken years off of my life. That's that's the sad truth. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, have you at least gotten to get any closer with your, your daughter? Well, you know, she did come to one of the shows about three years ago, and, and that was exciting. But, uh, you know, she's kind of more into uh, uh, some of this hip-hop music, you know. Mm. And that's too bad because, uh, you know, that's not... I don't think that's really... Uh, uh, you know, entertainment, some of it, you know, or some of these dirty uh, bands, you know, mm, you probably play at the radio station, these <laughs> filthy, uh, you know, the heavy metal, some of those guys, yeah. uh, you don't want to, uh, let me put it this way, you don't want to uh, uh, eat dinner out of their laundry hamper, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is she into the, um, is she into the Con- Kanye West? Probably. I, you know, I don't keep track of all of the, uh, she was into, uh, well, what is the guy, uh, Snoop Dogg? Mm. That was one that she had uh, had a record of and that sort of thing. Yeah, he had a reality show a little while ago. Um, have you ever thought about like going into that kind of realm, like a reality show of any kind? Oh, I've thought about it. I mean, I've thought about doing anything. <laughs> it would get me out of uh, having to play at these uh, damned uh, you know, pizza parlors and these... Uh, these crappy uh, music nightclubs, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember reading a, an interview where you were talking about possibly a, the sh- a new show called The New Big Ball that was that was sponsored mm-hmm. by Arby's. Um, what's the deal with that? <clears throat> well, that was a new, that was a show, that was a pilot that we shot, mm-hmm. and uh, we made the show. Now, that was with uh, Tim and Eric. You know those guys. They've got a really great uh, TV show that's really, uh, really talked about these days it's yeah. called tim and eric awesome show this is on everyone's lips you know because mm-hmm. this is a great very very funny show uh and uh, so these guys uh, i got together with them and we produced a, a game show called the new big ball now we uh, shot an episode of this and uh this this uh, game show originally the idea was it was going to be on every every night of the week and it's just a crazy, uh, crazy game show, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we produced an episode of this thing, and uh, and uh, the folks at the network took a look at it and said, Neil, uh, forget it. We hate it. Oh, no. We hate your uh, game show, and uh, we hate you, and, and get out of the office. And, uh, and, and so that's what happened there, oh, no. uh, which is really too bad because, you know, if you've seen The, uh, the Price is Right uh, recently, it, it's not what it used to be. Yeah, it, there could definitely stand to be a new a new game show in town. Well, I'm sad. Sorry about that. Is there anything that like maybe us fans can do? I mean, fans brought back Family Guy. Maybe we could bring back or start the big ball. Well, you know, I, I'm not sure what it, what you could do. I mean, if you have uh, any way to start some sort of hostage situation. <laughs> That might get it on the air. I'm I'm not sure what it takes these days, you know. Maybe is Arby if Arby's is still is Arby still gonna would they uh, still be down? Uh, to Arby's Arby's really did. They'd really dropped the ball. We uh. we tried to get them 
more involved, but, uh, you know, it was just nothing that uh, they really were too interested in. They're too focused on their roast burger, I guess. Yeah, which is not a, not a good sandwich. It, doesn't, it, it looks strange, but that, that's my personal views on Arby's. I don't want to diss anyone who, who likes Arby's. But... Well, nobody does. <laughs> you know, the only place that is less liked than Arby's is Long John Silver's. Mm, now, yeah. I don't know a single person that's ever eaten there, but you do see those around. There's one, yeah, there's one down the street from me, but it's just, and it's so tiny. They're so, they're so small. Like, it's not like, you know, you can walk into like a Jack in the Box or McDonald's and you have room to, you know, move. Long John Silver's, it's like, there's a fryer and there's you. Well, but there isn't you. There's a fryer and there (laughs) isn't you because there's nobody, nobody's eating it. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, tell me some of the, tell me some of the places that like, you're, constantly on the road in many different places what are some of the best like haunts you found while you're on the road you know like secret pizza places or great burger stops we went to a place a pizza place called waldo pizza in kansas city this was just a couple weeks ago and i think that could be america's greatest uh, pizza this waldo pizza but uh you know for the most part i'm not getting the quality sorts of food you know i'm getting uh uh, the leftovers and, and, uh, you know, sometimes the contract for a show will say, uh, you know, uh, includes a meal for, for Neil, you know? Mm. And so these guys will go down and, uh, what they actually do is they get the penny saver and they, they find the, uh, 99 cent Chinese food. And then they go there at closing time and see if they can get, uh, you know, the stuff that's left over in the heat lamp for 49 cents. Mm. And they put it in the freezer until I come to town. Mm. And then they uh, put it out, you know, out in the back of the building, out in the alley all day to thaw it out. And uh, I show up and dinner is served, you know. So uh, having a chance to get away from that and uh, have real food and do real things, that's uh, always something I look forward to. But unfortunately, uh, we don't get a lot of that. Mm, well, do they at least cover cover your drinks? Like they sh- like you usually have a drink with you on stage. I'm assuming that they that's part of like what they give you, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, they'll give you the drinks sometimes. But uh, I have to. I travel with a bottle of Clorox bleach that I give to the bartender and get them to put a little bit of that in there because uh, a lot of these uh, clubs, you know, they don't wash the dishes and. Uh, you know, you're going to get real sick from uh, whatever it is that the patrons have. You know, it could be the flu, it could be hepatitis, it could be anything. Mm. Uh, so you really do need to, uh, you know, be careful that uh, things are clean. Oh, yeah, definitely. And with you traveling all the time, health is probably a big concern. But- oh, it's a disaster. I've, uh, you know, my throat, uh, you know, it should be in the Smithsonian for all the, uh, the problems that I've had with it, you know, because when you're doing uh, 399 shows a year uh you know that's uh, going to take its toll oh i i totally feel you i i mean mine's not nearly as bad but i have allergies too and so <clears throat> you know there's always some some stuff in the throat and I, I definitely feel for you when you're you know on stage having to work through that that mess thank you no one should have to do that no, no. one should have to but so what do you what would your what would your drink of choice be like? What do you have in those those glasses? I'm sure you know your fan base would like to know what what does Neil drink? Well, it's usually a mix of uh, vodka, uh, tap water, uh, carbonated water, purified water, uh, Clorox bleach, 
and uh, and lime juice, something mm-hmm. like that, some sort of mixture of all those things, you know. Okay. Well, let's. Well, maybe if that's the regular, maybe we could just start calling that the Neo. Get that going. Maybe then you could get more more respect from some of these bars. Have a drink named after you. I would love that. You know, we did a show once uh, in Chicago at the Lincoln Lodge, and uh, they had a burger on the menu named after me for, you know, for the occasion. Oh, cool. Uh, I I don't remember because I didn't eat it, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know that they had a special deal. If you ordered it, you got, uh, you know, a souvenir. They made some, uh, oh, what was it, a commemorative keychain or something Mm -hmm. that came with uh, with the burger. commemorating the show. This was many, you know, some years ago. Mm. Before the economy went down. Yeah, it was was when people could afford, uh, you know, a sandwich. Yeah. Well, okay, let's get back to to some of your early stuff. Um, I mean, I just had a question, like, why, how come you don't do the, the prank calls anymore? Like, did, what happened with that? Like, I love your, your jokes, but I also love your prank calls. Well, I was so young, you know, and the thing is, you can't make those calls anymore because, uh, if, you know, there's laws and things and, uh, Star 69 and, uh, all these prank TV shows. Now you make a, try to make a phone call to somebody. It's a serious call. You mm-hmm. know, I was calling, uh, calling a hospital recently to check up on, uh, uh one of my fans who had been hit by a, a truck. And, uh, you know, I asked to talk to the guy and the, uh, the uh, receptionist at the hospital thought it was a prank call and uh, hung up on me. Well, it wasn't a prank call, you know. And that's the problem now is everyone's so so paranoid of these calls that mm-hmm. uh, really as, as, a, as a form of entertainment, I think it's gone the way of the uh, flat tire, you know. Mm, yeah, I guess, I guess Ashton Kutcher did a good job of destroying the fun of that. Did you ever think about um, doing any, like, any celebrity prank calls before you before you called it quits on any of your maybe like other comedians and stuff like that? I I would love to call some of these people and tell them to uh, to you know to pass away, but mm-hmm. uh, you know I don't have the phone numbers. I mean I I just happen to be online and Carrot Top's going to be in Las Vegas for the next week, so I mean if you got a few uh, minutes, <laughs> he's he's always in uh, he's in uh, you know. Las Vegas year-round. You've got some of these real, real bad, uh, you know, bad quality uh, comedians, Carrot Top, Dimitri Martin, Gallagher, people like that. And, uh, you know, there's no, no stopping them. They, they make their millions and millions of dollars. I mean, Gallagher is still, uh, you know, smashing up at the fruit on stage. No one's laughing at that. You know, people... People sit there with a sullen look on their face, and they're very, very unhappy that they paid good money to see this. And, uh, you know, and now uh, Gallagher, he was smashing watermelons. Now he can't uh, can't do that anymore because of the economy. He's smashing grapes. Mm. You know, he's got a grape on stage that he hits. Because, uh, you know, watermelon, that'll set you back, oh, $5 probably for a watermelon. At least. And that's when it's on sale, you know. And not organic. No, no, just for a standard old, uh, you know, watermelon that was grown in, uh, you know, in in raw sewage. Mm. Because most of the water that they fertilize crops with, you know, is straight out of the toilet bowl. (laughs) And something like a watermelon that is 99% water, you know, it starts out, a watermelon grows like a sponge. 
So you take uh, this tiny seed, you put it in the raw sewage, it soaks up the sewage and blows up into the size of a watermelon. Well, when the sewage is straight out of the Los Angeles County toilet bowls, I mean, that's not a watermelon you want to eat. Definitely, definitely not. And I mean, and it's so hard to tell those kind of inferior fruits nowadays. Like, you know, everything, no one tells you anywhere where anything comes from, like, unless you want to pay four dollars more for organic you're you're just kind of hoping for the best yeah and uh, i'm not paying four dollars i mean there was a the 99 cent only store had watermelons one day and uh you know we bought one of those but uh, i mean you you know it's made out of the toilet water as i said but you actually were finding bits of uh toilet paper inside the uh inside the casing of the watermelon you know mm-hmm. well uh, that's it- it's awful. Uh, just, uh, well, I looked on your website, and it looks like you're going to be um, heading to Ireland and Australia in the future. Do you, like, do you know anything about, um, have you been there before, first off, I guess? <clears throat> well, I've been to both of them. Um, uh, I've, been to, I've done about 15 uh, tours of Australia. You know, that's mm. uh, one of my best, uh, best audiences are those people. Now, Ireland, I've just done one show there uh, a couple of years ago with uh, Tenacious D. We did a show there. And uh, so it'll be good to get back and do a few more, you know. Would you say that those, um, I haven't personally been, but are those places maybe a little bit like, like, do you have to worry about the sewage water in Australia? Or is it, like, how is it there? Oh, no, no, that's a very cosmopolitan place, you know. Some of the, uh, now you get to some of the small uh, outback towns, which I have played, and, you know, it's it's a little bit, uh, you know, it, these are isolated towns. But the major cities, you know, that's, those are as clean as any city you've ever seen. Uh, but, you know, you go out, to, we do a show every year in uh, Ballarat, which is a pretty small town. And, uh, you know, you can drink the water, but to, you do feel like you're, uh, you know, you're not exactly uh, not exactly close to home, you know what I mean? And we're doing two shows in Tasmania as well in September, in uh, Launceston and Hobart, Tasmania. And, uh, you know, that's another one where you're doing the show there and saying, uh, well, this is not exactly Kansas, you know, as, as they said in the, uh, the movie The Wizard of Id. So, uh, you know, I do recommend getting down there. Right now, there's very good deals because everyone's, uh, you know, the economies of both countries, the United States and Australia, are collapsing, and so they're practically giving away the uh, plane tickets. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Australia right now, it's it's turning into, it's fall, right? It's going to be turning into into winter, right? If I well, it's a, it's, 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 a, it's a flip-flop. Of, uh, of what we're dealing with. I know the first day of spring there is September 1st. So, uh, yeah, I believe the first day of fall is uh, is, is just about to have, They just had summer, you know. It's, yeah. it's, I've been there. I've done shows in, uh, in January and uh, December, and it's, uh, it's hotter than Hades, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then you go there in July, and you better bring your, uh, you know, your winter uh, clothing. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can get a bunch of winter clothes on sale be prepared for the American winter? Yeah, that's, that. you know, I do get a lot of things on sale. For instance, uh, you know, you go to uh, get your Christmas wrapping on December 29th and that sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, 
I mean, that's, I don't actually use Christmas wrapping, but, uh, you know, that's the sort of tip that I pick up, uh, you know, keeping my ears open. <laughs> well, um, you you travel a lot, and I'm ex- I'm really excited. Maybe maybe I'll be able to make it out to Australia or Ireland, perhaps. You but... ought to get out there. Now, it's only $299 each way currently oh. on Qantas. I, I think... Uh, you got till the end of the month to get that ticket, and we were very happy to get that for this tour because uh, normally you're paying an awful lot more, but uh, they've got a very good special going at the moment. I don't work for the airline, so uh, I really shouldn't be saying this on the radio without uh, some sort of uh, reimbursement. Maybe you can. Maybe this will get you a friend from there. Maybe they'll be able to hook you up in the future. Well, if they'd like to get in touch with me, you know, at least if I could get uh, you know an apple or something. During the flight, that would be nice. Mm, definitely, peanuts. Peanuts are not not safe, but not not enough. Not enough. I've had enough peanuts. You know, that's what I usually have for dinner. <laughs> but um, while you're going on tour, you still you've maintained a show in Spaceland, a club in L.A. for a good while now. How did um, how is that going for you? Oh yeah, we do a regular uh, evening there. You know, where we bring out the best in variety entertainment and try to get those acts, uh, you know, out there on the stage doing their thing. And uh, it's gone real well, you know. Very cool. And uh, that's going to keep going for, for a while now, right? Listeners can... It's the end of every... The last Sunday of every month? Last Sunday of every month. And uh, we'll we'll be doing that... Uh, I don't know when this... Is this show airing now? or what, What's going on with this? Um, This show... This is pre-recorded. All right. But it's going to be airing in probably about two weeks. So in time for the April show. All right, the April show. Well, you know, the April show at the last Sunday of uh, April at Spaceland, we've got uh, Mr. Andy Kindler, who's mm-hmm. one of the great uh, great acts working today. You may have seen him on uh, uh, the David Letterman show, which he appears on frequently as mm-hmm. uh, Dave's uh, roving uh, correspondent. So he's going to be on the bill. And... Uh, it should be a great night, you know. Very cool. I'll I'll do my best to get in. Um, being underage, maybe I can just sneak my way in there. <laughs> oh, that's a problem, isn't it? The underage. You gotta you gotta put on the ears quickly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I hopefully no one at Spaceland's gonna be you know listening to this, so it should all be should all be gravy. Shall I gravy. think they're pretty strict. We had. Uh, the uh, actor Rob Schneider uh, showed up a couple months ago with his uh, daughter. Now, the daughter's 20 years old, mm. and uh, which is amazing, because Rob Schneider, if you've see, seen any of his films, you'd guess he's 22 years old, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, he's quite old, and his daughter's quite old, but not old enough, because they wouldn't, wouldn't let her in, oh, you no. know. And that's, uh, you know... Uh, you know, with a celebrity behind it, you know, begging. Mm. And so, uh, you know. Well, do you think maybe maybe if I get the Neil Hamburger nudge, maybe maybe we could work something out? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I have that kind of clout. I wish I had that sort of clout in general, not just in this incident. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens in the April show. Maybe I'll see you there. Maybe I'll see you in in the future somewhere else but i hope you guys i hope you have amazing fun with your upcoming tours and stuff do you have any last last words for our listeners i'm not giving any last words i'm not even sick <laughs> i mean what are you trying to do here well not officially last words last words for naked comedy unless you want to come oh. back in the future 
Then oh, yeah, no, I, I would just tell people to, uh, you know, keep keep buying these records that these comedians are doing, such as myself, because they all steal <laughs> uh, the records, and then the comedians hang themselves. Mm, mm, that's. I, I hope that doesn't happen to you in between the time that we air this and we've recorded it. Otherwise, it'll make this really sad. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, thanks for talking to us today here on Naked Comedy. What do you do? You have anything special planned for today? Uh, yeah, we're gonna drive nine hundred miles to the next show. Well, have fun with that. Hopefully, you have air conditioning. We don't. Oh well, I hope there's a breeze. There isn't. Oh well. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.